Welcome to Dominion Today with Kevin and Chantel Davis, a podcast where you will learn how to discover your calling, live your purpose, and fulfill your destiny. By listening to these episodes, you'll build the confidence you need to operate in dominion and authority so you can walk in the revelation of the victory that belongs to you in Christ Jesus. Now here's your host, Chantel Davis. So I want to talk to you very briefly about how to live your divine purpose. Divine purpose. Why were you born to live in 2022? Why did you survive COVID? Perhaps you lost your job. Perhaps you lost your husband. Perhaps your children ran away. Perhaps you felt even this morning, God, if you're not going to show up today, then I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to say to you, he's ready to show up whenever you ask him to do that. So there's a divine purpose. Now, Jesus said in Hebrews chapter 10, verses 7, he said the following. He actually spoke to God and he says, God, I will be the one who will go to fulfill all that was written of me in your word. So there was a purpose for Jesus, but he had to come. He had to submit and to do the will of the Father. He didn't come to this earth to live a loose life. He didn't come to go according to his fleshly desires. He submitted. He was fully man. God came in the form of a man, but he is not a man. He is fully God, so you can trust him. But he came with that divine purpose. And then that means that every one of us have that purpose. And you have to discover it. Now, first, let's just look at that purpose. You get natural purpose. We can call it something like ambition. And this is what most people all over the globe have, ambition. So you study, you work hard. I mean, Moira was a very good example of that, but the reason why you excelled was because you submitted to God. But you work hard, you hustle hard. You want to get to the highest echelon that this life has to offer. Das competition, comparison. You do whatever you can because you've got certain goals. You want to achieve that. But what do we see about people who only achieve natural purpose? When they achieve that, maybe they want to do Olympics or they want to get ever wherever they want a platinum album, want to get their art in whatever gallery it might be, want to produce whatever it might. They get there and they look themselves in the mirror. And why do we read about Hollywood stars that still commit suicide? That still feel lonely, that still are on drugs? Because there's a void placed in our hearts by God himself, that cannot be fulfilled by natural purpose. So then you get your spiritual purpose. And that's what happened also today for those who just recommitted. And I pray that a fresh fire will fall on every person here. So your spiritual purpose happens when you get into the corporate calling. Now you understand, okay, so I've been saved. Now I understand my position in Christ Jesus. The more you're in the word, you understand who you are. You come to church, you do the good thing. You help to advance the kingdom of God. You might be a cell leader. You might do all of those things. So narrow life live. And that is where he wants us to be, to have a spiritual purpose. But even beyond that is your divine purpose. Because you can have your corporate purpose. We go to church. We do all the right things. It's wonderful. We, we don't mix with the world as much and so forth. But you can still wonder. Because I've met Christians and they say, Ek wonder nog steeds net, hoekom is ek hier? Ek is lief vir die Jere. Ek is gaande oor die Jere. 
But it's a pursuit still to feel like we have to do our works to get His approval. So your divine purpose cannot be found if you're not on your spiritual journey. Because your divine purpose happens when you are refined by Him. Every father who loves his children will rebuke them, will mature them, will grow them. And he says, if you are going to represent him as a mature daughter of God, as the sons of God, it says all creation is eagerly awaiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. Now we can say, but the church is there. But are they the sons of God? What is the state of the church? Is the bride ready? Is the bride without spot, wrinkle, or blemish? And we can say, God, that is such a tall order. How do we ever get there? Yes, His grace and stuff is enough for us. But it becomes, you have to have a burning desire to go far beyond what your family has ever gone. And you might feel like you're the only one in your family that are really pursuing the... How is it, Lord? But it is those who are willing to truly lay down their lives because He will use you in this hour. And I want you to become serious with God, ladies. Because the moment I realized that I cannot wait for that man, who is my wonderful husband, I connived him. Yella, I did everything. Marieke, wat hier is, wat 300 kilometer gerei het, was in ons kerk in Oudsoring, wat ons die eerste kerk geplant het. And at that time, we just started, we were young in ministry. I just want to say this to you. She was there, strong woman. I was the pastor's wife. I was afraid, fearful, fear-driven. I sat with twins and another baby. I couldn't cope. I was actually depressed. I was standing smoking here after the corner. Let niemand my moet toch weet nie. That's part of my testimony because I thought, how on earth am I even going to be? What is a pastor's wife now? I That's not me. So you can miss because there's an ill representation of what it is that you have to do. But then I surrendered the moment God arrested my heart. And he came to me one night, just in my room, not even in a church setting. And he arrested my heart and he said, Chantal, you have to forgive. You have to release. Because I was pointing fingers at everyone as to why I can't fulfill my purpose. Ladies, we have to take responsibility. And then he said to me, you're going to stand in front of me, my girl, with the most compassion that I've ever heard. But he said, you will have to give me an account of what you did with your life. Sonder dat Kevin kan paastaan. Want in die oomlik kan niemand paastaan nie. Nie dominee, nie manie, nie pa nie, niemand nie. We stand naked. And you know what I did yesterday? Ek had die bad uitgeklim. En staan ek daar, ons die massive speel. En ek soos, oe, jyrke vindig. En ek staan toe daar, en ek tvat nou my stok. Kevin, jy my nou hoor. En ek dink net, jy. Nou wil ek al die flows, ek wil nou nie, oe, sal die dinge, oe, jyrlik. Kinders, and he said to me, that's how you're going to stand in front of me. This net ontbloot. Wie ons is. You can't. I mean, we get to a place where we think what I've achieved, my degrees, my things. When someone asks you, who are you? Ek is a ma van hierdie kinders. Ek is die man of die vrou van hierdie. Ek doen hierdie werk. Ek is a dokter. Ek is a technicus. Oe, dan sê vir my, if I take everything 
all of those things away. Not because he wants to deprive you, but he says, if I strip everything that you say that you are, who are you? What is left? And that is where you have to discover your purpose. And you know what he showed me? Because your pain contains your purpose. The enemy came to steal in the exact area where God now wants you to minister. And because I was so broken and I didn't have a father relationship and, I, and, and all of these things, then eventually I discovered where he said to me, like Jeremiah said, you are a restorer and a rebuilder of homes. So broken homes is the place where you will go in because a home the, the, the family life is the smallest building block of our society. And why is everything aimed against getting that family unit broken? Because he wants society to crumble. So we have to. I am a restorer and a rebuilder of individuals, of households, wherever he allows me to go. So you have to discover your purpose. And it is found in his presence. So today... Let's jump through this quickly, quickly, quickly. Thank you, Father. So in Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God spoke to Jeremiah. And he said to him this interesting thing. He says, I knew you before I formed you in your mother's womb. We know this. Have you dissected that? He says, I knew you. That is an intimate. That is yada. It is intimacy. It is what Adam and Eve shared. It is when a husband and a wife is intimate. It says there that it is, it is intimate and intelligent knowledge. Now listen again. I knew you before I even formed you. Voordat jy nog eers daar was, jou ma en pa intimate was, gedink het hulle wil jou hee, of hulle jou nie wou hee nie, of jy gekom met die verkrachting, hoe jy ook al gekom het, het God gesê, I knew you, intimate and intelligent knowledge about you. So here, Jeremiah was ordained as a prophet, even before he existed. And then we come into this earth, and then we say, oh Lord, no, I cannot do what you've called me to do. Ek is te bang, ek is te dit, ek is te wat ook al. But he's called you. He had intimate knowledge of you. And you have to go back and discover that. And how do we do it? Through the word of God. Through the word of God. And then through the Holy Spirit. So if you were like me and you grew up in a religious church that said, Al praat ek mense engletale, maar dis nie uit liefde. Ek gedoe, wat so goed is dit? Wat so gibberish is dit nou? Want hoe praat? Despise tongues, despise all of these things. How can you despise the gift that Jesus gave to us? You have to be spirit-filled. And if it doesn't make sense to your natural mind, then you ask Jesus, come and give me that gift. Come on, ladies. So the Holy Spirit comes and what does he do? He recalibrates your thinking. He brings it back into alignment with what the Word of God says. We've been through pain. We've been exposed to things. We, we see the natural. We're exposed to the limitations and everything that's deteriorating. But then Holy Spirit comes and He recalibrates your mind, your thinking. So we have to. Someone said as well, Scharda, release those hurts today. Those offenses. Those little foxes that keep us out. Those are the things that keeps us out. Because you know what? When we become such good Christians, no one can see the sin anymore. Because now you're not doing drugs. But what happens? Bitterness can come into my heart. An offense with my sister can come into my heart. 
A grudge with whoever. Disappointment, ladies, is one of the biggest things that keep us out of, of the presence of God. What is disappointment? It is the way that you envisioned your life to be. You envisioned your marriage when you said, I do that day. It jy a prankie in your kop gehad van, hoe gaan hierdie ding uitstap? And then you get married and that spouse might now have a drinking problem or you are at fault or whatever it might be. Or when you carried and you nurtured that baby in man yet nachtige le en hierdie kind getreasure and is born and so beautiful and is on your breast and you've got these beautiful ideas for this child. And now this child matures and becomes a young teen and he rejects you. And I say, what weet jy nou eindelijk? And he goes and he does drugs or whatever, or is exposed to porn. And the disappointment of where your life currently is at, compared to what you thought it's going to be, that is where the enemy comes to steal. Ons is allemaal maas, ons is vrouwe, you know that is what happens. A sickness come, or the child that you carried now has a slight disability. You're not recognizing, you're not verbalizing it, but there can be disappointment. So we have to lay those things down. So we can come back into the presence of God. Surrender those hurts. Now, Dr. Miles Monroe, we all know him. He said that the richest place on earth is not the universities, not the gold and the, the, the diamond mines in South Africa that we're so wonderful, not the tech companies, not the places that now have social media. That's not the richest place. It is the cemetery. It's the graveyard. We know that because that is where all the dead dreams lie. That man, that man that committed suicide. Many times when people commit suicide, when they feel that I'm at my wit's end, I cannot go on. It is just before a breakthrough comes. So the cemetery is the place, and I want you today, poke at you. Because Charlene said you will live forever, but where you do that is not good. What is the dream? Do you write? Do you sing? Do you, what, what, is there a business inside of you? Is there forgiveness that you need to ask? What is it that you have to do? What is your divine assignment? Because fear and unbelief, and we're thinking there's so many people that already does that. And that's why I want to applaud every one of these small businesses today. Because you dare to step out. You dare to do something. There might be 10 others that does the same thing, but no one is you. You that sing, there's no one that sings like you do. And then, same Miles Monroe. He was on his way to a conference, and I believe it was about 2014, 2015. On his way to a conference with his wife and, and all of them, and that plane crashed, and all six of them died. And when they heard the news at this conference, they all unanimously decided, we're going to continue with the conference. Why? Because that was his desire. He had the opportunity to actually cheat death. And this is what God wants to do with us, ladies. Because when they went and they found his briefcase in his office, they saw that there were so many books that were still being written. So many uh, podcasts or things in that. But he was cheating death because his message could live on. What are you doing right now in the social media age? Whether you've got a bakery like the your legacy can live on long beyond the time that you left this earth. Have you thought about that? What lot jy achter? Even these ladies that said they're above 70, I want to ask you today, what are you giving to the next generation? Whether it is simple, whether you're writing it down, typing it out, um, 
literally making voice notes of things, teaching the younger generation. We have to get to a place where the young women, we submit to the older women when it comes to life experience. And where the older women are glad to pass on the baton because a previous generation made the mistake where they thought that I'm going to be the be all and end all. And they never pass it on. And then there's a gap. You can't do that. So you can actually immortalize your life where you live on way beyond the time that you've been given on this earth. I pray that something stirs in you today. And I know that God is speaking to somebody, saying to you, get back to where you started with me. There was a time where you were on fire for him. There was a time where you would have done everything for him. But life happened. Things happened. And now you're kind of lukewarm. And I just curse and stop the enemy that's saying to you right now, all of the, whatever he's saying in your mind. In Jesus' name. He's right there. He says he picks up the needy from the rubbish dump. This is what I'm going to do. Up the rubbish dump. Gebroken. With a very mooi gezicht aangeplak. But I felt like I wanted to die. Because there was no one that was surrounding me that I felt comfortable enough that I thought wouldn't judge me. And now I want to become that person that will not judge you. So that I can help you extend the arm of Jesus. Pick you up from the rubbish dump. And ensure that you become who God has called you to be. We have to do things in this lifetime that when we are in heaven and we have the opportunity to look down, we would be proud of what we've done. Because you're going to get to an age and a place where you cannot do everything that you can do at this moment. So you have to do what you can do right now, even though you feel tired. That your kinders can say, my ma and my pa het dit gedoen vir die Come on. There's something that stood out. I'm going to be done in five minutes max. There's a man in the Bible, his name is Methuselah. Methuselah, I think I see in Afrikaans. He was the oldest recorded man in the Bible, remember? You find him in Genesis 5.27. He was actually one of Enoch's sons. Enoch, obviously taken to God, that is our heart's desire for all of us. But Methuselah was 969 years old when he died. What does the Bible say about him? Nothing. Methuselah was one, 969 years old when he died. Then we get another man, his name is Jesus, 33 and a half years. The Bible says that if everything was written that he did, all the miracles and everything was jotted down that Jesus did, there would not be enough space to say that. Now, if you had 900, almost 1,000 years, and the Word of God can't say anything about your life, please do introspection. We are in August of 2022. What have we done? So Jesus, you see, he paid to a high price for us to not do anything with our lives. He paid that price so that we, me and you can do something impactful. We have to live a life that is worthy of the blood of Jesus. Wanneer is een ding om die rittelte te kry as jy die passion of the Christ kyk? O, hier het is allemaal verskrikkelijk. O, God, jammer ek so. Whatever. Dan sê vir jou, maar wat doen jy met jou leven? And I'm not pointing my finger. It's really to me that I'm speaking today as well. Have a life of massive impact. 
And you see, we're so scared of what other people are going to say. And they want us always to back. If you're in the lollies, then they want to pull you back to that place. Because everyone thinks, oh, what can you know? But you have to live a life that is worthy of glory to the King. And I want to just break this off of you. If you were in an Afrikaans community, and they say, as you're a kind of a year, then you're toch arm wees. Nee, jy moet toch net niks sê nie. Hulle geef jou raai teesakkies wat ander mense al klaar gebruik het, want jy moet toch nou net 'n missionary wees, nê? En jy moet niks I must decrease so that he can increase. Dit klink amazing en dit is so. But it is not from the place where God says to you that I don't want you to have any natural and and physical well-being. Because he is not a man, remember? He's not intimidated by your wealth. Remember? Uh, David and, and, and Solomon. I mean, he was the richest man on earth. God wanted him to have that. The, but queen of Sheba, she was a queen herself. She was used to riches. She nearly fainted twice, three times when she saw the abundance of wealth that that man had. What is the issue? The wealth shouldn't have you. When the wealth doesn't have you, there's a purpose in why you are wealthy because you use it as a vehicle to advance the kingdom. Why is it that the church is so poor? Because we think, oh my goodness, you gaat alweer weer nou 'n offering message bring. Ach, here toch dit sit oor kry 20 rand daar gaat jy. Your wealth is locked up in the way that we sacrifice for God. And I'm not just saying just give apply wisdom. There's many business people here. Apply wisdom. But you can never outgive God. So draw jy gedink het, you, nou het ek daar allemaal alles gegeer, dan kom hy en hy vat jou soveel vader as jy ooit gedink het is moendlik. So he's not afraid of your wealth. He wants us. And I think that is what actually made us have a, dit het ons een terugstand gegeer, een achterstand gegeer as christene, want ons thought pattern was, I must have nothing, and then it means that I'm exalting him. So my car is met bumperstickers on my car. Ek het food stamps en ek het sasa kaart, maar die Here is amazing. Dan kyk die wêreld na jou en soos, "Wow, okay, gaan jy met jou armsalige Here en gaan sit jy in die hoekie en ons advance die wêreld." Okay? But that is not who he is. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills, lady. He is your father too. He takes pride and delight in seeing you prosper in your health, in your wealth, in your mental capacity in every area. After 30 years that the disciples after Jesus' death, the known world said that these are the ones that turned the entire world upside down. I don't know about you, but we are not 12. We're almost 80 women today. What can happen when you fully apply yourself? How can they not say that these women who attended the Prosperous Women's Conference on the 6th of August in 2022 turned the Helderberg, this area, upside down for Jesus? Father, I pray that a spirit of boldness, tenacity, power will come into these women today that nothing shall stand in front of you. And if something stands in front of you, then you've got a mouth to speak, not your own words, but the word of God, because the Lion of Judah will back you up. Thank you, Father. Your life assignment, for some, it might be as simple as another prophet. You know her story. 
another prophet. What did she do? Husband died early. She never remarried. And she was in the temple. She prayed the Messiah down. And when they brought Jesus to her, and he was, uh, I was in Gesien, to say, so now can I do it again? I fulfilled my life's purpose. So a stage might not be your purpose. For you, it might be, it might be your children. It might be in the background. It might be just serving your heart out. Whatever it is, but you have to find that purpose. In Jesus' name. And you know what? The thing is, we want to get married for the sake of not sitting up a rock anymore. Who says it now? Let us see me up shelf. We want, to, we want to get wealth. Why? So we can flaunt it. We want to get wealth. We want to get wealth. We want to, whatever it is. God is not against those things. But you have to pursue His purpose before marriage. You have to pursue His purpose before the wealth. So that once it comes, it can be used as a vehicle to advance the kingdom so that your marriage can actually be a glorification of the king and for those who are not yet married today please make quality decisions your marriage those who have walked through hardships that have been in a toxic relationship can tell and testify believe they can stand up here and say to you the heartache the turmoil that they had to walk through that is not God's heart and if you've been through that, I know that you're in a restorative place right now. But if you're not yet married, I plead with you with all of my heart, choose your partner well. It has to be someone that is worthy of the great calling that's even on the inside of you. Moet nooit dink, jy gaan een man net of iemand kan net verander nie. Ach, ek gaan om beinvloed. Hi, boy, gaan nie so werkie. So you have to know that. And then we are ending with this. The Lord said to me that um, some of you have thought that you are the wrong skin color. Some of you have thought that you are the wrong age. Um, that you are the wrong gender. This is becoming a big thing now. We think these things. But I want to actually challenge you to get to a point where we go on our knees and we repent for that. Because when God made you, He did not say, Marika, you can 76 years gaan, and dan het ek nou nie meer purpose for jou nie. Dan het ek nou vergeet van, before you were formed in your mother's womb, He knew you. He had a purpose for you. There is no, and that's where we say, you don't retire, you refire, it can't tell iets wat ons sê. Maar terwijl jy awesome in jou longe het, het jy iets om te doen vir die Heere. He did not make a mistake when he made you. Kom ons roep het net soos wat hy is. When he made you white. Hy het nie vergeet van, oe, jy sê, apartheidsjare, dit gaan nou omswitch, nou mag jy nie meer werk kry nie. When he made you black or colored or Indian or whatever we are classified as. He didn't make a mistake actually. But you know what? We should advance so far in our maturity with God that when you introduce yourself, in hierdie pakkie kan dat wit like, swart like, wat ook al hy like. But when you start speaking, people should not know how to pinpoint, how to locate where you come from. Want jy is a kingdom citizen first and foremost. So stop identifying as, I am just a woman. Oh, wie wel, ek is a vrou, ek gaan nou die wereld oorvat. Asseblief, asseblief. Let's get to a point where we are advancing the kingdom, even with a quiet confidence in you. 
Not because of your skin color, not because you're excited now, but because you're a kingdom citizen. You're a daughter of the Most High God. You come with authority. You know who you are. And he showed me once, he said that royalty, the Koningin van Engeland, royalty, natural royalty, they don't go and seek out by the normal people. If they are allowed to have opulence, if they are allowed to do whatever, hulle weet, when ons a higher source, so die, die koninkryk, so jy hoef nie dictate te word op die aarde, you're too young, you're too old, you're too white, you're too black, you're too whatever. He didn't make a mistake, he didn't want all of us to be men in this place. And now sit hy, oh heerlike, dis nou klomp vrou, en sit ek my met hulle maak. He wants us to be the way we are. And he wants you to bring the fullness of that. So discover your purpose. Now, how do you know if you have made an impact on this earth? How do you know? When you create a vacuum in a room, when you are not there, if your absence is not felt, then maybe your presence didn't make an impact in the first place. So you have to change yourself, learn, grow those vessels, grow your mind capacity, grow in wisdom, grow in stature and in favor so that when you're in a room or the day that you're not there, you are sorely missed because you brought something of value. And then very lastly, ladies in an age where popularity is everything, the amount of likes, my children say to me, who feel likes it you have that video? Nee, net 50. Oh, nee, Mr. Beast, it's 5 trillion. Okay, so in a world where popularity is most important, I want to challenge you to become women of impact. What is popularity? It is, if I say Brad Pitt's name, allemaal is op hoort te weet wie is Brad Pitt. Okay? But can you truly tell me that Brad Pitt changed your life? No. So impact is what you do. It is the change that you bring to people's lives. That is why you were born, to change people's lives. So your greatest fulfillment that you will find in your life is not by the things that you have, the ability to buy the best, nicest things that we can put on our skin, and we love that, or the best car, or the house that we've always been dreaming about that's on your vision board. This fantastic here but your greatest fulfillment in your life will come from knowing that you pursued God's purposes and that you blessed humanity. Thank you for listening all the way to the end. If you'd like to help Kevin and Chantel reach and impact this generation, thank you in advance for sharing this episode with your world. If you have enjoyed Dominion today, follow Kevin and Chantel on Instagram. Facebook, in your favorite podcast platform, or connect with them online at dominion.org.za.